Hello everyone, this is Tim Dodd. Welcome to the Believer's Faith Challenge podcast. Thankful to give witness to tens of thousands, yes, and to the millions that believe it. And believes it, and I believe that God's gladly lived a packet until all around the world it's been circulated. Hello everyone and welcome to the podcast today. This is the Believer's Faith Challenge podcast where we report on the works of God all over the world as relates to the end time word. Brother Tim gave an example when he visited Angola. He was trying to quote from a sermon and he said, how many of you have read, have read uh, Christ is the Mystery of God Review? Then he was surprised that almost nobody, I think even the pastor had not, did not, could not say yes, I've read it. So you can see that you are, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> the people that already believe the message, they need to have access to the message. Hello folks and welcome to the podcast today. This is Mark Aho and today we are going to look at a breakthrough in the country of Angola in southern Africa. Angola is a Portuguese-speaking country, formerly communist, still a lot of government control there, but with a thriving population of message believers. But as in so many places, a shortage of books. But through an interesting chain of events, what they are calling a print library has been approved by the government and now is in operation. This has required the cooperation of a number of churches both in Angola and in the United States and Canada and even South America has been involved. On the program today we have Brother George Oyatola from Nigeria who is transferred by his work to Angola but his family relocated to Canada which brought Brother George in contact with Bible believers and Tim Dodd, and that set many things in motion. We also have Brother Murphy Wong, who is well experienced with working with a communist type of system in China. And we have Brother Tim Dodd, Missions Director at Bible Believers. So hang on, we are going to try and unpack this amazing story for you today. Brother Tim, why don't you start us off? What has happened recently in Angola. Thank you, Brother Mark, and uh, it's good to be back with you uh, talking about the Angola Print Project, which is a brand new project in this Believer's Faith Challenge report. First time that we're reporting on this aspect of it. November of 2018, we talked about the need in Angola for printed books, and over the years we have worked trying to get print stations into Angola, but Individual small print stations just were not doing the uh, job of meeting the need. But now we have uh, put in a high-speed printer. We've sponsored an office. And through the sponsorship of uh, Christian Fellowship Assembly, I believe their name is in Arkansas, Brother Jason Jackson, they are carrying the majority of the weight of the burden to sponsor the work in Angola. And the brothers are excited. The ministers in Angola are excited and people are coming out to see what's happening and volunteering to print books and get involved in all of the work to get message books, individual message books into the hands of the believers in Angola. I guess Brother Murphy, who we still have with us, is uh, uh, well familiar with printing and, and they've used print stations extensively in the country of China to get printed messages into the hands of the Chinese people. What's your thoughts on this, Brother Murphy? 
Uh, well, in China, because uh, you know, there's a unique situation. I think in my last um, uh, the interview, that I said that because of the authority and everything. So from years ago, um, Brother Ed has this, this vision to that to the, the people printing uh, themselves. That's actually the started from the work in China, which is uh, then later on we'll find out is very successful. And because of this um, uh, sensitivity of, of the message uh, in the communist regime, so that's why when they are printed just in their house, using their uh, individual printer to print it, it doesn't cause much of um, alarm or attention from the government. So, so that's the first uh, initial a purpose while we're doing that and later on we find out when you give the printer to the, the people that i'm the printing if people themselves they feel get involved and there's a uh it just become a such a zealous and zeal for them that they want to do something for the lord and so, so instead of in a one location uh you're doing a commercial printing you have a lot of the stock and uh things uh, uh we be we find out that that's become a very efficient and so the people they're printing and it's a less attention from the government and then also they can uh, just become on demand and uh, spread it to, them to the, a much faster and much wider uh, area that can be covered by this uh, type of uh, uh, printing. Thank you, Brother Murphy. Bible Believers was aware of the need in Angola for some time, but there were some complexities involved that really required someone on the ground who could coordinate with the various churches there and also help sort through the various government regulations that had to be met. The Lord sovereignly provided just that person in Brother George Oyatola, who has been so important in pulling the various threads together. I spoke with Brother George in Angola through a telephone interview, and we will now insert some of his comments. I came to work, uh, so the way my company does it is that you get an assignment, international assignment, so it's usually about three years. So I am on an international assignment from Nigeria to Angola, so I'm supposed to be in Angola for about three years. Angola is actually located in the southern part of Africa. It has an estimated population of about uh, 30 million people. It's the second largest Portuguese-speaking country, both in size and population. The first will be Brazil. They got independence in 1975, and after independence in 1975, the country was governed by one-party communist system until it changed to a multi-party democracy in 1992. However, the effect of uh, communism is still um, visible in Angola, and the effect of the civil war, they are the civil war, you can still feel the effect of those, um, both communism and the civil war in Angola. There's a lot of um, restrictions in the way things uh, operate in Angola. The capital of Angola is Luanda. The city of Luanda is still an expensive city, even though the majority of the country live in poverty. Because most of the people, at least a quarter of the country is in Luanda. When we talk of Angola and we talk of believers, we are about half of the believers you'll find in Luanda actually believers are passionate who love the world i mean the believers they love the world and there's a lot of enthusiasm you see in church so you know people really have the zeal however a lot of people will depend on what the pastor says because um a lot of people do not have the messages there are um, few messages in portuguese so there is a lot of people that have the zeal but 
to serve the Lord, very wonderful people, but they don't have the books in their languages. And um, when we even try to introduce message up, oh, you can download. But when you see the kind of phone that some people have, you know that it's not a possibility. He gave an example when he visited Angola. He was trying to quote from a sermon and he said, how many of you have read, have read uh, Christ is the Mystery of God Review? Then he was surprised. Almost nobody, I think even the pastor had not, did not, could not say yes, I read it. So you can see that, you are, <laughs> I mean, people that already believe the message, they need to have access to the message. In 2017, we met with Angolan believers yeah. for the first time in Germany. I think you were there, right. Brother Murphy. Yeah. And, uh, and so it was, uh, it was interesting to hear that these brothers that we met in Germany felt that there was hundreds of thousands, even up to a million believers in mm -hmm. Angola. And mm -hmm. this has been very hard to confirm. Obviously, the message is not a denomination. It doesn't have a headquarters right. in this world. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, we have been able to roughly estimate what we can confirm or what we can at least uh, know about is that there's at least 50,000 believers in Angola. Mm -hmm. And uh, however, out in the outlying provinces, which is maybe where more of the needs are for books, yeah. uh, there are more believers than we can know about there. Mm -hmm. uh, Angola speaks Portuguese, doesn't speak English. I will say, though, in traveling different places in the world, especially in, in more impoverished countries like Angola, maybe Uganda, places in India, although the Indian economy is improving, that many of these places, the printed book is, is still irreplaceable. You mm -hmm. can't uh, provide or meet the needs of all the people simply by the Message Hub mobile application. Angola is one such country where the need for printed books is very real. Several efforts have been made in the past to set up printing operations within individual churches, but these have not been able to meet the full need and demand, as Brother George Oyatola explains. Based on the requests, Cloverdale was able to arrange for a print station, but we're using because the print station would only print and get hot. The need was more because this church was supposed to provide uh, books for other churches. The people need books. Then the church do not have, um, the printer is not very, cannot do so much. And the church, even I noticed that they were not um, like funding the project the way sometimes I get to the prints and they say, oh, we don't have papers. There was a print station also before I arrived in Angola that was um, being sponsored by Brother Jason's church in USA was able to get a feel of the need of books, and I saw that these small these print stations may not be the best. It became obvious that there was a real need for a larger scale operation that could supply printed books to all the cooperating churches in Angola, but any attempt to do this could run into resistance from the government. If it were done in secret. It could be shut down if discovered. But if permission were asked, the answer could have been no. So we started looking at the possibility of having a library, <clears throat> a central place where we can have a bigger printer and be able to serve the whole country. Now, that was a big challenge because first, 
when I talked about that idea with some of the brothers here, they said, oh, first we need registration. So how do we get registration? Are we going to register as a church? Are we going to go to the government to register as a library? So that was a big challenge. The government is going to ask us, if you are registered at a church, how will you now start printing? So we said, well, we can write to the ministry and inform them that we will be printing. We had a discussion with some of the brothers that work with me. And they were like, oh, one of the brothers said, but we need a response from the ministry. Oh, the rest of us said, please don't go there. We don't even want any trouble with the ministry. We just want to submit a letter to them to tell them, apart from being a registered church, we want to be printing books free of charge. We don't need a response from them because we're afraid that they are going to say no. So just let's find a way to submit it so that if they come to stop us, we'll say, but we sent a letter to you to inform you. But you know, when God will intervene for us, after we did that and sort of came to report us that some people are starting the library and you are not aware because we submitted a letter in the ministry and did not follow up. We just got a stamp that he got the letter. Then the ministry invited us immediately. I was really, <laughs> when I got that, I was scared. I, I sent a message to Brad team that, okay, <laughs> we have problem now. They've invited us. And he responded a short message. He said, if God be for us. Then uh, they went to see the people at the ministry. And that was it. It was so wonderful. The director there said, okay, he asked many questions. He said, I want to know about your churches. They explained to him. He said, okay, why didn't you invite us for the opening? Oh, sorry, we are going to invite you. We invited them. And then a lot of discussion. And finally, he sent us a letter to say we can operate and today we have that backing that we can open as a library we can operate so we don't expect anybody to stop us from printing now so that is how the print station came into operation after the government gave official permission the print library went live and a small poster was put on the door of the print office in the capital city of luanda in a short time, believers from many churches began showing up, volunteering to help with the folding, stapling, and anything else that needed to be done. The new print library has a starting capacity of 10,000 books per month, but Brother George tells us even this will not be enough to meet demand. The believers in poverty-stricken Angola are willing to help with volunteer labor but the cost of maintaining the equipment and supplies is borne by the generous donations of believers around the world. Uh, Brother Tim, and that's, um, I think it has always come to, um, uh, if we boil down everything, it's come to the end, that would be, uh, how can we support the work? You know, so uh, I think that my question is, because I know there's uh, people not only in the States, in a different part of us, even in China, people would ask, how can we help the believers in other country, for example, like in Uganda or even Angola. So, Brother Tim, maybe you can give us some uh, uh, details in that. That's always a good question, Brother Murphy. Right now in Angola, we have monthly costs to do with the office and the printing. A large portion of it is borne by the church in Arkansas under, under Brother Jason Jackson. But as much funds as come in for Angola, that's as many books as we can print. Basically, it's just buying paper and ink, whatever funds we have designated for Angola, people donate. And above all, 
they can pray for the country of Angola, that God will use this to mightily spread the word because it's the message of the hour that clothes the bride of Jesus Christ, Absolutely. gets her ready for the rapture. Mm-hmm. And it's our burden to get that message into their hands. Yes. So there's lots people can do by prayer and by giving towards the country of Angola. Thank you for joining us on the podcast today. Remember, friends, the bridegroom will not come until the bride has made herself ready. She must be both called and fully dressed by the Word of God. This is the Believer's Faith Challenge Report podcast. You can sign up for our email newsletter at BibleWay.org. Scroll to the bottom of the page where it says Newsletter. Fill in your name and email address and click Sign Up. In this email report, you will receive reports of the works of God in China, in Africa, in South America, in India, Europe, all over the world. We also publish a full-color paper newsletter two times a year, complete with photographs, reports, and testimonies from all over the world. The newsletter is free. Just request it, and we would be happy to mail a copy to you. You can contact us by email at info at bible-believers.org. That's info at bible-believers.org. Or you can write to us at Bible Believers, P.O. Box 128, Blaine, Washington, 98231. That's Bible Believers, P.O. Box 128, Blaine, Washington, 98231. This is Mark Ajo. Thank you for being with us today. And be sure to join us for the next Believers Faith Challenge Report podcast.